Welcome to The Table with Vinny and Dave. At The Table, we have authentic conversations about various topics through the lens of the kingdom and our personal experiences. So pull up a chair and join us. There's room for everyone at The Table. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I apologize in advance for the quality of the audio on this episode. Unfortunately, we had technical difficulties and lost our original files. However, we were fortunate enough to have been recording on our iPhone during this episode. So I hope you guys still enjoy this and can get past the audio quality because this is an awesome episode that you don't want to miss yo yo what's up episode (laughs) episode four of new hope (laughs) (laughs) that's the first star wars right no Mm -hmm. yeah 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 from new hope is actually the first one okay like the OG Star Wars. The OG. Yeah, it's a new hope. Dang, help. we're about to, we're we're on the OG episode. We are. We're throwing it out OG style. I don't even know what that means. Maybe there's like some weird prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> but it's OG. It's new hope, bro. Jesus Christ, our our living hope. Amen to that. I know I need him. Mm-hmm. Falling apart without him. Yeah. At least my life, personally. I get it. Yes, sir. So what's new with you? What's new with me? Um, I visited a church mm. in my neighborhood. How'd that go? That was super interesting. Mm. So I've been doing a dive into Ephesians 4. And the Lord's just been really speaking to me about unity mm. within the church. And um, first of all, there's just been some crazy stuff going on in my neighborhood. Like you were here on New Year's Eve. Right. There's freaking insane gunshots like fully automatic weapons shooting in my neighborhood yeah for everybody it was nuts it was insane (laughs) i'm kind of down in the hood so anyway um what should we call it oh so that happened jackie's been like on her jog she's been finding like demonic altars and stuff in her neighborhood Hmm. yeah like crazy stuff like somebody literally put like a door in their front yard and it said like the something portal that was like super demonic and you could just like walk through it. That's super creepy, bro. Super weird stuff, bro. <laughs> um, so anyway, the Lord's been speaking to us like you guys are building an altar of worship mm. to the Lord right here in your neighborhood. And I was like, I was just doing this dive in Ephesians and seeing about how like with, without unity, like we can't achieve the stature of the fullness of Christ. Right. And yeah, I'm just like, man, there's a call to unity. And then the next day I was like reading um, Genesis 11 uh, about Babel. Mm. And God says nothing for them was impossible right? when they had unity. And he, he was saying the Tower of Babel was only the beginning. Yeah. Which is crazy. Nothing was impossible. Yeah. They were going to reach heaven. Yeah. If God hadn't stopped, I couldn't confuse the language. Right. And I just think, and then I went to Acts 2 at Pentecost, and you see the first thing that Holy Spirit does is restore the language. Like, mm. everybody can understand each other. Interesting. And like, huh. And then you look more into the church, and it starts talking about Kononia. They had everything in common. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, whoa. That's interesting. Isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's interesting because also because... In the next video I do for morning meeting, I have teased it in the line, the last one, <clears throat> but I'm going through Ephesians four because there's a key word that I think a lot of us miss at the end of that passage when it talks about submitting to one another in fear of the Lord. 
Mm. Mm. That's good. That's the key. That's good. It's not submitting to one another in fear of one another. Right. But here's the thing. If I disagree with someone and yet refuse to submit to them, I'm not submitting them out of fear. I'm not doing it because of the Lord. I'm doing it because of my own stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I disagree with someone, I'm not submitting to them out of my own crap. Yeah. Not out of the fear of the Lord, because if I had the real fear of the Lord and my submission to them, it wouldn't matter what they thought differently than me or said differently than me or believed differently than me. Right. I mean, unless it's like a heretical issue. Right. Which I don't think we've ever had that conversation. If it comes but. down to the gospel, then it's different. But yeah, like it's the idea of like there's a closed fist and an open hand. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's like closed fisted issues and there's open handed issues. And I think most of what we argue about in the church are open handed issues. Right. Like, you know, the, the closed fist issues is like Trinity. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. crucifixion. It says it in Ephesians 4. Right. One God, one baptism, one faith. Right. It's all right there. And we argue over secondary theologies all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, so I've just been feeling a burden for my neighborhood. And it's like, man, we're not going to see change here uh, except through prayer and unity mm-hmm. with the believers in my neighborhood. I started thinking about it. There is five churches. Hmm. In my neighborhood. It's a small neighborhood. Yeah. There's literally literally five churches. Really? Like, that is insane. Yeah, just this little neighborhood. That's crazy. So I'm like, all right, I am going to just pop in to these churches and try to connect with them. And I tried to go to one of the churches. They said they had a a Bible study. I got there, and it was a Zoom meeting, so I couldn't couldn't join in. Mm. Um, And then I found out there's another church right around the corner. Uh, it's a Baptist church. Mm. I knew that going in there that they did not think the same way right. that I did. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, me and James and uh, our buddy Sean, we went over there. I called them. They were just right up the street. I was like, you guys want to go over to this church with me? They're mm. like, sure. So I also talked about the scripture in Ephesians 4 where it says, uh, keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Mm-hmm. And that verse popped in my head when I was going over there. Cause this is like simply I'm going over there. Cause I want to partner with whatever God is doing in their church and right. come alongside them in prayer. And, you know, despite our disagreements in our theology, yeah. I want to partner with them to build the kingdom. Cause you know, they have a role there too. Right. So I heard the Lord say on the way there, he was like, all right, Vinny, Unity comes through the bond of peace. Mm. So I told the boys, and I, I felt that as a warning, like, they're clearly going to... Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Going down, we're going to disagree, <laughs> yeah. but the bond of peace is what brings unity. Yeah, so it was really cool. I went in there. Um, he was preaching a message on angels. Super cool guy. He lives up, like, one street from me. And um, it was really good. I felt the the presence of God in their church. Yeah. In a major way, dude. Like, I started going into some visions and stuff. It was really intense. Interesting. And then after the service, uh, a bunch of other church members came up and were saying hi to me. One of one of them is uh, an old homie of mine um, that I haven't seen in years. That's who cool. happens to go there. So that was really cool. We used to be really close. Um, and then their pastor started talking to us. Mm. Uh, and I think we talked for like three hours that's awesome yeah it was so cool man and he was saying stuff (laughs) that was so specific Mm -hmm. to 
like what we're doing up here in our worship ministry and stuff. Yeah. That like it was insane how specific it was that he was calling out these different things mm-hmm. within the church that he disagreed with. Like stuff that you're doing here is what he literally with. like, ah. like rap. Yeah. Like I, I do Christian rap, worship rap. We do the midnight oil stuff mm-hmm. up here. Yeah. He's talking about like prophetic dance, like literally anything that could have possibly offended me or got under my skin. Mm-hmm. He brought up mm-hmm. and like, is he older? He's like 38. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I went in there with that piece, bro, from mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. And it like, I, nothing, none of that offended me. Right. And I knew how to respond to him. Dude, it was totally the Lord. I was just like, wow, man, thank you so much for sharing your perspective and like mm-hmm. just sharing that with us and sharing your heart with us. Yeah. And I was just able to respond and love, bro. And, I even told him, I, I gave him a couple scriptures on like some things that I believed differently than him. Yeah. But not for the sake of trying to be like, you're wrong and I'm right. Right. I, I only wanted him to understand. Yeah. That I didn't have the same beliefs as him. Mm. Like when it came to the gospel and all that, yes, we're you know yeah. on the same page. Right. But we're talking about like worship and stuff. I just wanted to know like, hey man, I actually don't agree with you on this completely, but I love you. And my heart is to like be here to mm-hmm. connect with you and unify with you and like be okay to disagree with one another yeah. and still have peace and be unified through Christ. How do you receive that? Dude, it was so good, man. I love that guy. Like awesome. for real, I, I hung out with him for three hours yeah. and I was able to see past all the stuff that he was saying and really see like his character and his heart for the Lord. Mm. He was just like such a homie dude. Like he's got a similar testimony as us. He's like yeah. a hardcore gangster back in the day in this neighborhood. He was like shooting up cars and stuff back in the day yeah. and God like completely. And he's just like a good old boy. Like, Cool dude, bro. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I really liked him. Um, and he was super hospitable. Even after I communicated, you know, that I didn't agree the same way, he still treated us like family. He took us down in the basement of the church into his office and was like, showed us all his book collection. Was like, man, here's all my books. If you guys ever want to borrow anything, you can that's come cool. by anytime. He's like, we play basketball on Tuesdays. I was like, dude, this is sick. That's cool. Like, I just made a new friend another believer in my neighborhood that we can, and there is things that we can unify together and like evangelism and stuff like that, like outreach. Mm. And I really see fruit coming from that to step out of my comfort zone and out of, you know, pride and thinking what is right to be able to lay that down, come beside him in peace. And now hopefully we see fruit in our neighborhood. from Yeah. That's what it's going to take, man. I mean, I think one of the struggles is not a lot of us are willing or able, at least not where we're at right now to put aside the differences and not let it be drawn into an argument. Or not let it be drawn into an offense. And what you described is exactly what it's going to take for anything to grow or change. 
like as far as like how we interact with people outside of the church. If we can't do it inside the church, even when we disagree, we're not going to be able to do it out there. We're really going to disagree. Right. You know, and that's the thing that's crazy is I've noticed so many times, like there's such this negativity when it comes to the differences of people's belief systems or, you know what I mean? Like, that's one of the things, like, I'll say it, like, sometimes I agree with the things that, like, John MacArthur might say or think, like Avadi Bakum, but the spirit in which they do it in is not the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. the Holy Spirit is not a mocker. Yeah. The Holy Spirit doesn't poke fun for the sake of a cheap laugh. You know, I was watching a John MacArthur thing, and it's like he's he's trying to confront this false teaching He's an extreme cessationist, if you don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's trying to confront, like, the Bethel movement and the Vineyard movement and false teaching. And he's peppering what he says is done in love with these, like, cheap, quick one-liners that are just... That reveals the heart. Right. You know, it's not, like, what it's about. It's what comes out of a man that defiles him. Yeah. Right? So his heart is... He may be saying, I'm saying this in love, but the heart that's revealed is these little pot shots and these digs. Oh, yeah. You're going to reveal your heart every time. And it's funny because he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this to correct my brothers, you know, and this and that and the other. And then he'll 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 end run around the, the disrespect by saying that because of what they believe, they're really not Christians. Right. And he's talking about, like, Bill Johnson. Yeah. And Chris Vallotton and bigger people on the charismatic side of the faith. He doesn't believe they're saved. See, that, that's tricky because it's like, do you even understand the gospel? Right. You know? Well, he would say that he does. I mean, he's dedicated his entire life to studying the 66 books of the Bible and to teaching them. Yeah. Libraries of theology. And that's the that's the thing we talk about. It's like Sam Storms. I think it's his analogy. The idea that the, the Baptists and the cessationists are like bricklayers who can lay a beautiful fireplace but never light a fire. And the charismatics are like fire starters, but don't know how to contain it. Right. You need both. Yeah. I actually left there really encouraged mm. because I was like, man, there's a lot of things that they're doing there mm. that I want to grow in. Yeah. Like this guy's knowledge of the work was just unbelievable. Mm. Just like, man, I want to, you know, I want to grow in this area, man. Right. Like, this is this admirable. Honestly. It is. And, you know, I really appreciate appreciated his heart. He actually used an example where um, one of their members had gone to another church um, and didn't have a head covering on Mm. at another church that they went to. And um, they came up to this woman in their church and um, they said, hey, you didn't wear your head covering. And they're like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to. And their response was, well, you, you don't know the Bible, so... You're not safe, so you need to get out of our church. Wow. Yeah. And he was telling me the story and he wow. was like, he was like, we're not like that. Yeah. It's like, we are, if we can agree that Jesus is Lord, he's a way through for salvation, hmm. you know, if we understand the gospel, yeah, like you're welcome here. That's so good. Yeah. He's like, you're welcome to this pulpit. It's essentially what he said. Mm. Um, he said everything else we're just going to work out and hash out. And he actually admitted to being uh, um, a cessationist. Mm. 
Um, but it was really interesting. He was really humble about it and wasn't acting like he knew for sure. That's rare. Yeah. That's yeah. rare. You know, it, coming from it, it's rare. Right. And he even, um, he even gave me like some scripture on why he believed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's very interesting. I can see why mm-hmm. you would think that way. Yeah. Um, but it was crazy because he was talking about like God's power. He's mm-hmm. talking about God's presence. Interesting. I was like, this doesn't sound like language that I hear from a cessationist. Yeah. Typically. Um, at least the cessationists that I know. Well, typically it's the Baptists that tend to lean more in that direction and the more spiritual side of things. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't hear that come out of like a Lutheran right, or a right. Presbyterian. Yeah. But you would hear it. The Baptists, because they are a lot closer to like a charismatic style movement, they get a lot more people who had experience with charismatic church. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because their services tend to run more in line with like a mainline non-denominational or like a charismatic church, like a church of God church. Yeah. Very similar in style and preaching. This is so interesting because I don't get that. Like Mm. how you can be a cessationist and then also like almost charismatic. (laughs) It's weird, isn't it? Dude, I I was just trying to understand like what they believe. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's to me having been a cessationist, um, I'll say that it was an easier leap out of it um, than I thought it was going to be. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking about this guy. Because just his knowledge of the word and everything, I was mm-hmm. just like, the way he was talking about God, he loves God. Right? Mm-hmm. Loves Jesus. Yeah. It's like, man, it's going to take one encounter. But he's already on fire for me. Right. Like he's on fire for the Lord, straight yeah. up. And I was just like, dude, Take one, one good encounter, one good encounter, dude, is going to flip you upside down. It happens. <laughs> it happens. I mean, that's like the guys that really, it, when they, when I got into coming out of cessationism, the guys that were my inspiration or where that I took my cues from. One of them was a man. Unfortunately, at this point in our episode, we had lost the recordings and all of the files. But our brother James just so happened to show up. And we pick up where we left off by him sharing his perspective. It's cool because our brother James just got here who he (laughs) went with us um, to the church last night. And so he's going to share some of his side of the story as well. Yeah. Okay. So... First off, it was kind of funny. So I was at I like a, a restaurant with my buddy Sean, and you had given me a call. Like, hey, there's this church about to pull up. Thinking about um, just showing up to this church and and having a Bible study. And I was like, oh, okay, what kind of church? And you're like, I don't, I don't really know. And you're like, all right, you know, do they, you know, do I have to dress a certain way or anything? And you're like, I don't really know. I was like, all right, bet, let's pull up. <laughs> this, is, this is a shenanigan, and I'm, I'm here for that. So, um, you know, <laughs> ate my meal, discerned it, felt like the Lord said go. So mm. we started to go. And um, so Sean and I, we headed to the house and um, got in Benny's car. And then um, we first went to this other spot and... 
you know, that's, we thought that that was the church we were going to go to. And then all of a sudden it was like super close. And I'm like, well, God, did I hear you on even saying that we should go? So I was a little bit struggling with that. And then we went back to Vanny's to regroup. And then Jackie was just talking. Jackie's um, my wife. Yeah. And we were, Jackie was talking and she was like, there's this other church. They're doing a thing right now. And it's just down the road. Um, you should go to that. And we were like, all right, bet. So then we looked it up and we're, I was like, okay, they're all dressed kind of, at least the pastor guy was dressed nice. He had like a tie, white shirt, but we're like just a couple homies rolling off the street. Like I didn't shower that day. I had a backwards hat on. Um, you know, I, I, I was kind of worried about the appearance, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give that to God. I'm going to show up and see what happens. So we, we pull up and right away, um, the greeter, he was like super warming. Like he shook our hands. There wasn't any weird standoffish, like, who are you? Some random guys. Like they were like super hospitable. That's awesome. And that, that really made an impact on me. It's like your content could be, or what you preach, I could disagree with all of it. But at the end, like one thing that's going to really reel me in is like, does the church show that they like care about you through how they treat you at the door? Mm. how they talk to you, how they shake your hand. I think it really goes a long way. I mean, like, mm. would Jesus ever be kind of standoffish? <laughs> right. No. <laughs> right. Like, he's going to, like, be totally cool to everybody. So, and for reference, this was a Baptist church. I don't know if that's mentioned already in this, but it was a Baptist church. And um, for you all that might just be tuning in for the first time, we're pretty charismatic. Right. Um so. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 charismatic. Um, we're very Holy Spirit. Like, ooh, like we love the Lord, and we'll go super deep in our worship sets, and sometimes some crazy stuff will will be said. And right. um, yeah, and so that's kind of the background we come from. Um, you know, so right, what was he even teaching on? I showed up. He we showed was teaching up on of, angels, bro, and yeah. out of Jude and out of. Uh, Genesis. Genesis. Interesting. Yeah, it was, it was super like, interesting. I was like, what did I even walk into at first? But later on, he actually told us that somebody had him pray for somebody who is demon-possessed. Mm. And okay. I, I think what? that that's why he started talking about those scriptures, because he was talking about the fallen angels and that some some of them being bound. And he was I think he was trying to put two and two together, like yeah. Okay, somebody was just demon possessed. We prayed for her, they got freedom, and now I, I need this to make sense. Yeah. So he's going through the scripture again. Right. Um Yeah, so at this point, um service had ended and we were just like standing in the back row. He came all the way up and um shook our hand and was just again the hospital. The hospitality thing was super strong. It wasn't just like dry, mundane, routine thing. It was like, hey, I really want to talk to you. For yeah. me, as like a, someone who's like really, um, I don't know, I, I'm like uh, down to earth, real relationship talk goes a long way for me. Yeah. So I felt like that, that was like there and then some. So he was talking, we were just talking, and he had a lot to say. You know, he was like, he was a real preacher. He was a legitimate, he was like, it was mostly him talking, but then like, we'd like ask questions and talk to him. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves just like the four of us being the only one left in the church. Mm. And we were, he was just sitting in the pew. He was just talking about 
all these sorts of things, sharing his beliefs, sharing his testimony. I think he was like really honing in on his testimony. David, the paint a better picture for you. Yeah. He was like the Baptist version of Philip. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. I get it now. I see that too. (laughs) Yeah. Like that. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah. He shared his testimony and stuff. Um, Pretty wild testimony. He was like a straight gangster, grew up in this neighborhood was into all kinds of stuff. And, yeah. Um, he actually grew up in that church and they expelled him from the church. Mm. And now he's back and he's pastoring that church. So really... Funny how things work around there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And his crazy testimony of like literally being offered like 250 grand for his job. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait, no, the Lord's telling me I, I need to not do that. I need to quit this job. They were like, do you, so they like came to him with his job offer. Like, do you want this job? And he's like, his response was, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm like, this was recently. Too. Yeah, this was a couple like, weeks ago. Weeks. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, no, nah, I'm all in. And then he shared with us that they actually offered him a very part time position. So he's able to be a full time pastor and still. Yeah. So it was really cool his story and everything. Um, so. Yeah, I was sharing earlier, James, that I was talking about the bond of peace. Oh, dude. And I remember us praying as we went in there for peace, to walk in peacefully and be able to conversate with him in peace. And I think that really happened in our conversation. So we talked to him for like three hours. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I think was is really important, and this is a moment of encouragement that I, I want to encourage anyone listening here, is that like... Before you go into an unfamiliar environment like this, like we're, we're a couple of like Holy Spirit charismatic, like we say, yeah, God, we, we talk to God, like not in, through this formal these and thous. And we talk to God like, like he's one of our buddies, like, like hey, God, love you, man. <laughs> you know, like oh, there, right. you'll see some, some dudes and mans in our, our prayers sometimes. Um, so we, we were, we were pulling up to the church praying. And we were like, all right, God, our prayer wasn't like change their view, their Baptist or something. No, our prayer was like, Lord, first off, we ripped down the any spirit of religion. We, mm. we ripped to shreds any like standoffish elements that might arise from us showing up. And we yeah. just asked for your presence and your peace to, to, to show up. We, and then like, it was exactly that, you know, we show up. The greeter was really nice. Uh, we, and then the pastor comes up, starts talking to us. Mm. And we start talking for, honestly, hours. And it, it felt super, like, it was so, like, wholesome. And he started to, like, share some things and, and like, take... And it, this was a cool thing. You, you mentioned this. Um, he would start to take, like, subtle shots at some things that in the past we would might like try to like argue or like respectfully argue mm. and try to like oh no well this and we did share some of our views like okay we're like so too, super honest where we're coming from as far as like holy spirit ministry and healing yeah. and and tongue talking um but we didn't like try to like twist his arm or say like yeah. i'm gonna walk out of here because you don't believe in that sort of thing that's, no we like stayed and like right that's and, what we were talking about a little bit before was <clears throat> That what what you guys did is what it's going to take to make bridges happen, Absolutely. to make unity happen. Because I was talking about um, one of my struggles with like John MacArthur is that he says I'm saying this in love, and then he takes a little pot shot or like a cheap laugh, cheap dig at charismatics, and that's not loving. 
you know, that's not, there's nothing loving about making a cheap joke at someone else's expense about their salvation or how they believe or whatever. And that to me, like Vinny and I were talking and it, it's, it's, it reveals that person's heart. You know, they may be saying, I'm saying this in love. I'm trying to correct you in love. But what is revealed through that little pot shot or that joke is I don't really love you and I don't really respect you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's going to take like that willingness to lay down, you know, the, the open handed issues with somebody. Mm-hmm. And this dude props to this pastor, um, pastor Dan he, props to him. He was very, he knew exactly where we were coming from. Honestly, mm. we, we made it pretty, pretty clear, but he wasn't like, like he was coming from the, the vein of like, okay, you guys believe this. I believe this. I'm not going to, he was even sharing stories where he's like, I'm not going to like burn the bridge for the sake of like, like telling you that, okay, no, this is how it is when it comes to healing. Like healing is for yesterday. Yeah. You know, like he was like, I might have these beliefs, you know, I'm, I'm more, I am where I am. And, um, mm. and he, you know, so it just created this awesome opportunity for us just to like, literally talk and build a, the big thing was build a relationship. Yeah. And then as time went on, we started, we, we, um, we prayed for one another Mm. and here we are like, you know, we, we did like kind of a vineyard style prayer where it's like, you go first and I pray, then Sean prays and we're like, yeah, Lord, no, no, no. You know, he, his prayer was a little bit more like, Lord, if it be your will, no, no, you know, but he reported even just feeling the presence of God mm. in that interaction. Yeah. And I, I felt it. I was like, I did too. So, you know, it's like, I went, I also went in there, I think an important, an important component in there too, that helps that you go into those kind of environments with confidence is go in there fully being like, all right, if I get rejected in the worst way, I don't care. Mm. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. It's like you dust you off your feet and you walk off. Because it's, it's not about them. It's about what you're doing for the Lord. Yep. Mm. Yeah. What's that verse that you shared? It's at the end of Ephesians of the fear of the 4 Lord. that we, you uh, submit to one another in the fear of the Lord. Because it's right after the, I can't remember the exact location, but it's right after the verse singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs in yeah. Ephesians. Like right before it goes into five, the last verse in four is submitting to one another in fear of the Lord. Mm. And I was saying earlier that you, if you're not submitting to someone else for any other reason than the Lord, you're not doing it out of fear of the Lord. Like I fear God more than I fear anybody else's opinion, mm-hmm. period, end of story, like point blank. And I will submit to this, the king cessationist in the fear of the Lord before I ever stand on my tippy toes and argue with him and on his platform mm-hmm. yeah, that's good because god's will for us is unity man. right like when we talk about the fear of the lord it's i want to be in his will yeah so if you really have the feel f- fear of the lord you're yeah. going to walk in that one way or another he's right. going to lead you to that well, what's crazy is i was actually um there was a couple of years ago that the the book and the there was that conference that strange fire conference and then there was the book that john MacArthur had written and he had a conference with multiple cessationist speakers over this weekend. And they tore down Bethel. They tore down Vineyard. I mean, it was bad. I mean, it was very hateful stuff. And when I watched this sermon that Bill Johnson preached directly after he found out about it, 
He didn't mention one name. And he said, I'm, I've, I've, I pity them in the fear of the Lord. Literally, he was like, I'm not going to make any attacks. I'm not going to defend what we do. He's like, I feel, literally, he was like, I, I, I'm afraid for them. It's like, forgive them for they know not what to do. Right. And it's crazy because it's like he could have taken, you know, not to high road anybody, but he totally could have been like, you know, here's why Bethel was X, Y, Z. Here's why you're wrong. You know, he could have given a thought out measured response or he could have responded to it, but he didn't respond to it. And all he ever said from the pulpit was, I'm praying for these individuals because they're obviously sound really broken. And it was like heavy. That, that was heavy for me, like listening to that sermon. Because it was like, man, like, because I, I know what he said. I know what was said in Strange Fire. And it was like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they questioned that man's salvation yeah. publicly. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Dan shared a story with us about one of his members who um, went to another church. And I was just sharing this with David. But she showed up and they asked her where her head covering was. And she said, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to wear a head covering. And their response was... Um, well, then you don't know the Bible and you're not saved, so you need mm. to leave the church. Um, what? What is happening? CPU error. Let's see. It's the second time. No, don't, hit, don't hit okay yet. Uh, uh, is there too much going on? No, there shouldn't be. That CPU should be able to handle it. I think it's just because I've left Pro Tools open. Probably just need to quit and uh, booty. Well, good thing is we got it on video. Oh, that's true. The video does have audio. We got all of it on video. Mm-hmm. We could mend it. We could probably mend it together. Well, that's going to be a pain in the freaking butt. But yeah, I agree. I could probably figure it out. We could just do you know blend the two audios together and then use the rest of it for um, like social media stuff. Yeah, that's true. We could just use the audio from the phones just for this one specifically, and I could edit it and make it sound clean. Either one. I got two videos to send over to. Because I got our whole first conversation and our whole second conversation. I mean, you should have it too. Yeah. All right, let's do that. Let's just finish the podcast with the audio from our phones. Okay. Well, you want to go ahead and say it out now? Say what? Say the podcast out now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything else we should share. Um, well, This was good. I think It was good. Yeah, I think we're both kind of hitting the same vein because we're talking about unity. Um, you're seeing it from what I would call a more practical standpoint or a different standpoint. Like, you know, I've been hearing and seeing it too. But... Um, I've been seeing it and hearing it from this side of the street, not from how to interact with that side of the street, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like what the Lord's been speaking to me has been more like personally, how do you That's true. respond in unity to someone? And it's all based in the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's right? good. Like not necessarily being about what does it look like once you get to where you're interacting with that person, but like the heart posture in general leading up to that interaction is, Am I submitting to the people around me out of fear that I'm not doing what God wants me to do? Right. I'm even talking about the fear of the Lord. And it's only through the the Lord that that's going to happen anyway. Dude. Right. It's a spiritual thing that has to happen. Right. Shoot, it's hard enough to get along with people that believe the same thing as yeah. you. 
let alone get along with people that don't, Dude, you know, like frail. it has to be a move of God. If we're submitting to the fear of the Lord, like that's, that's the only way it's going to work. If it's in his will, if it's in his doing, because yeah. it's not going to happen on our own strength. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of turning to Jesus, letting the Holy spirit lead you and being in his will and fear of him. And unity is going to naturally be a byproduct of his power. And right. In his right. lordship, you know. Yeah, I mean, it comes with the fruit of the spirit, right? Yeah, like that should be a byproduct of the fruit of the spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. All those things tie into unity. Yep. You know, like patience is a big one. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, a, that's a huge one. Yeah, that's huge. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self control. Yeah. If we could all just be like Jesus, amen to that. <laughs> Yeah, something that um, kind of gets on my nerves a little bit, like these days, I've just been like thinking about it a lot. Is that I feel like there's so many present, there's so many like accounts on like Instagram, Facebook, and especially YouTube that are like centered on putting all these like big church, big churches, and things in check. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's just, I don't know. I've just always felt like I've been catching this essence that like, it's, um, it's super divisive. It is. Because that's like, at the same time, you know, I, I could be wrong in maybe suspecting this, but like, maybe some people just aren't willing to say yes to like hear the Lord on something that would offend them. Like, like. Like, particularly, like, if I'm going to, if I, am I willing to hear the Lord, um, say, hey, go out and do evangelism with that guy who, um, doesn't believe in healing. Mm. Right. I'm going to be wanting to, like, pray for people to be healed. Right. You know? Oh, but it gets on my nerves that he doesn't believe in healing. So, I feel like in that, some people, not trying to project it on a bunch of people, but, like, I feel like in that, you could be completely unwilling to hear from God and yep. that. And God's a gentleman. He'll be like, all right, I'll stop. I'm not going to like. Yeah. I'm so show our capability of being able to hear the Lord say that we're actually wrong in some yeah. of our beliefs. Right. I mean, there's this uh, yeah. like pervasive spirit of outrage that the church has fallen victim to. Like we've kind of given in because I think that the church tends to lead more to the conservative side. Well, every side it doesn't matter politically where it leans, but are the spirit of our age is this spirit of outrage. You know what I mean? That's what I see. And it's per, it's permeated itself into the church too. Like there's a lot of people that I see. It's like, but this is ridiculous. This is outrageous. How can they do this? And it's like, what does it have to concern you or your faith or anything yeah. else? Like who cares what shoes the dude is wearing? We all know in part. So if I have like, let's say like in part, okay, I know things. I know like, like $50 worth of things and you know, a hundred dollars worth of things. Right. Who cares? Let's right. Let's pray for one another. Together we got one hundred fifty dollars. Right. <laughs> right. Bro. Together we got one hundred fifty. Right. I will say the, the only thing that I have been not necessarily that it's a good thing, but that's a, a decent fruit that's come out of some of that social media culture um, has been the exposure, the quick exposure of outright frauds. Yeah, that has kind of helped a little bit. Like like, yeah. like the Carl Lentz situation, if it wasn't for social media, half the stuff that he was doing would not have been known. 
Mm. You know, would they would have kept it in house and they would have hushed it down, and he probably still yeah. would have his job. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, but that's with this, true. Yeah, but and and I'm not saying it's all great. But what I'm saying is, I guess one good thing has been that I felt this for like two years now. Like, judgment is on the house of God. Like, that's why all these sexual abuse scandals from the Baptist side of things are being brought about. That's why the Methodist denomination is tearing itself apart from the inside. It is literally because I I believe it wholeheartedly that the judgment of God is on the house of God right now. And God is like, I mean, he's cleaning the house because he's coming back for a clean and spotless bride. Yeah, that's good. Cleaning house, man. That's good. Well, Lord, you have permission to clean this house. Yep. Amen. Amen. Well, I think we pretty much covered it, yeah? Yeah, that's good. Let's pray it out. Yeah. James, you want to pray us out? Cool, yeah. Jesus... Thank you for an awesome opportunity to share some thoughts that might bless some people, Lord. Um, if there's anything through what we've said that would really bless uh, listeners, I ask that you seal that up and you just bring it to their attention. Yeah. Um, that's what this is all about, is just you know taking what we have learned from God and pushing it through the, the stream. Mm. So, Lord, thank you for Vinny. Thank you for David, and thank you for anyone who will listen to this, Lord. I lift them all up. We uh, they just call them blessed in Jesus' name. And uh, yeah, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 See you guys next time. Thanks so much for joining us. Please remember to share this show with your community and encourage everyone to come and listen in on the conversation. Follow us on social media and give us a like and review wherever you consume your podcast and other media. Until next time, be blessed, be a blessing, and remember, there's always an open seat for you at the table.